friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Weaving Words Podcast. This is uh, the first episode back after the holiday break. Um, you know, we had our uh, Christmas festivities. Um, I was able to record with the goof a little bit. Um, but, you know, first episode of the new year, I wanted to uh, do it on my own because uh, there's a, a few cool things that I actually got to watch and uh, check out. Um, yeah, I hope everybody had a great holiday season. Um yeah like uh it was i don't know it was, it was it was a good year for me a uh, lot to be thankful for um got to spend a lot of quality time with uh friends and family you know uh got some great gifts which is you know it's always cool it's always extra but uh you know i definitely appreciate being able to hang out with uh friends i don't get to see for most of the year um and then yeah when i was uh back at home i was able to watch uh a few shows um that i really liked um for my past, um, when I was a kid, when well, I say kid, I was, I think, middle school, early middle school, there was a uh, book series that I really liked, and I heard they were making a TV show for it, and then I just forgot all about it, and then uh, I was just going across, I think it was HBO Max is where it's on, and uh, the book series that I like, uh, liked that they made a TV show of was uh, His Dark Materials. Um, it's a trilogy series by Philip Pullman, uh, some fantasy novels. Um, the What's funny is I actually read these out of order because um, what I used to do a lot was I'd go to the library, um, especially, you know, the one at school, and I would just, whatever looked cool, I'd pull it out. And uh, the first book that I read of the trilogy was actually the second one. So it kind of it, it changed my perspective a bit of how I looked at the, st- the story overall. Um, cause yeah, the, the second book is called the subtle knife, um, or as middle schooler, uh, Roman would have said it in his head was subtle, subtle knife. Cause, uh, I just never, you know, I read the word and I was like, all right, B makes the book sound. Um, but now I know it is the subtle knife. It's like a shuttle subtle. And, uh, I read that and it was a really, really cool book. You know, you have this kid, uh, well, let me see what his name was. I'm bad with names. I think his name is William. Um, let's see let's see plot will perry yes william um you know revolves around him and he's in quote-unquote the our world um our fictionalized uh world which is like you know current day almost and uh he somehow manages to go through a window like into another universe another world and he gets a hold of a knife, you know, this really cool knife. Um, I remember, yeah, he's holding up to his face in the second book. Um, let me see if there's a cover for it. I just want to see this again because it's been over a decade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember he's just holding up to his face. Um, but this knife is freaking dope. Like, it's able to cut through anything. Like, anything and everything. He's able to just shing, 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 cut through it. And uh, the other thing he's able to do is cut through worlds cut through you know the fabric of the universes and go into parallel worlds parallel universes um and in order i remember you know it was such a big deal because in order for him to get the sword or the sword of the knife to be able to use it he had to lose like some of his fingers it was like his i think it was his his ring finger and his pinky finger um and that's part of you know being chosen i guess um but yeah he ends up meet running into this girl uh what was her name so again i'm just really i'm really bad with names um lyra yeah, her name is Lyra. He runs into this girl, and, you know, she, she has these friends, you know, with this big, like, armored bears, armored polar bears, which is freaking dope. It's, it's, it's badass. Um, 
you know, then he gets caught up in this this adventure. Then it goes into, you know, the I went to uh the Amber Spyglass was the, the third and final of the trilogy. And yeah, in that one, you know, they, they, they find out that with the Amber Spyglasses they can kind of figure out what universes they want to go in or whatever. It's 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 really cool. Um it's the finale of the series, you know, they're they're going and they basically kill God and all these angels and stuff and and uh, and then I remember being like, oh, this is part of the same trilogy. And I picked up it. It, it's, it was called the Golden Compass here in America, North America. But it was called Northern Lights, you know, uh, back where it was initially published. Um, and I remember reading it and uh, being like, whoa, this completely revolves around uh, Lyra. And I just didn't realize that Lyra was like the main character initially <coughs> before kind of sh- sharing the spotlight slash kind of being overshadowed by uh, by Will later on because he had the subtle knife. Right? He's the chosen one. Um, but yeah, it was just, it was funny that I read them out of order. Um, but the series was great. Uh, again, I've always, I, I always look back to it. Um, I remember talking to my, even, even in middle school, talking to my friends about it who, I mean, you know, it's fun. It's funny to say now, but like, you know, none of my friends were really nerds or read a lot. You know, I loved reading. I've always, I always used to read a shit ton of, a shit ton of books. Um, there was that whole, uh, reading program through school and I would just burst through books. I remember it got to the point where, like uh, at the middle school, they only allowed you to check out like 10 books at a time. And they were just like, you can't check out anymore until you bring the other ones back. I'm like, yeah, but I'm, I'm almost done reading them. Like I need something for when I'm done. So I don't know. It was weird. I would read at least, oh, man, it'd, it'd be at least two to three books. Oh, school week, you know, Monday through Friday, I would, I would get like three chapter books done. Um, it, it was, it was, you know, that's also the thing when you're younger, when you're young, you have more time, you can do that. I wish I could now. It just takes me so long to get through a, a novel nowadays just because I don't have the time to sit down and read it, really. Not with all my other hobbies. Um, that's why I definitely like watching TV and reading comics. Reading comics is just a faster way of, of digesting the media um, that you're reading or that you're trying to consume. The thing with reading a novel, especially if you have a good writer, a good author, is um, they, they paint a picture in your head. When you read something, your brain processes it differently. You feel a little bit more. Um, I was listening to another podcast with uh, Stephen Ranella. And they're talking about like, yeah, when you're you would you read novels, especially when it's fiction stuff or or just a really good book like it, it's almost like emotionally exhausting. Like it, it, your whole day is like, you know, weighed down in the sense of like, oh, man, you feel whatever you're, they're feeling, whatever they're making you feel. You know, if it's a sad uh, story or, or whatnot, you're just like, you know, kind of bummed out. Like it's in your mind because you're reading it. You're 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 getting you're delving in at least again, if the author is good, they do a good job kind of. Um, making you feel that right, you know, painting a picture in your head and and setting the tone right with uh the tension or the dialogue or the characters or the world building. Um, you know, that's that's what I always appreciated. So when uh, it's, it's so funny because as soon as um, I found, as soon as I found the show, historic materials, I just binge rushed. I'm like, oh crap, it's this series that I like. So I'm um. I'm binge watching it all, and then I, I caught up, and I was like three three episodes away from the whole series being done. I was like, "Oh fuck yeah!" I just got to watch the whole series in like the course of two weeks. This is freaking cool. And then it was done, and I was like, "Oh shit, I forgot. It's done." <laughs> um. So yeah, no, I I enjoyed it. I loved it. I mean, it was it was close. It was close to what I remember it. Um. Again, it's been over a decade. Shoot, it's been probably two decades now uh almost we're coming up on oh probably next year it'll probably be like two decades god damn getting old whoa (laughs) holy cow um 
It was it was such a cool idea though, because yeah, it, at the time I was very much into not only just reading. I, I liked a lot of the theological like uh, fiction stuff. You know, um, my my mom at the time was still making me go to the church. And I remember just rebelling, like really just not liking it. And it's 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 weird. And I think a lot of it too is just because of organized religion. You know, like you go to this church and they want to control you and they want you to do these things. And, and even now I'm seeing it, you know, I'm, I'm about to baptize my niece, um, this, uh, January, this coming January or mid, mid January. And, uh, in order to do all this stuff, you have to take a class and pay money, right? They're like, well, we don't charge anything for it, but we do require like a $500 donation. And then you got to pay for these classes to do it. And I'm like, you know what, man, like this keeps people from wanting to be part of whatever your organization is. I remember in reading the the His Dark Materials trilogy, I was like, dude, like these these people, you know, they claim this and that and that they're for God and they're for the what do they call the authority is what they call the the uh the um uh God or whatever it is. And I, I just remember being like man, dude, like, why do they want God to be so controlling? Like, uh, it's funny because they always have this really good, like, theology, right? Yeah, You have this stuff where they're, they're telling you these great things, they're preaching these good, you know, uh, ethics, and then nobody does it. That's part of the people that are preaching it to you. So remember even back then, just that was kind of towards the end of my, like, you know, I don't need to go to church anymore. My mom stopped trying to force me after some nuns kind of, you know, gave her the once over like, oh, you shouldn't make him go. He's going to hate going, which they were right. I hated it. I would fall asleep all the time. And it's a bummer, too, because I, I do definitely consider myself, you know, a uh, a, uh, a lot of my uh, not not just ethics either, but like, you know, my beliefs definitely have a, a, a Catholic. Um, uh, how do you say like root? Um, but I, I just kind of the the more that I read, the more that I experienced and, you know, the more the more that I just kind of looked into it is just. Uh, it, it's a little more restraining being uh tied down to just one thing and uh this series definitely showed me like yeah there's other ways of looking about it like people who say they're doing good might be thinking they're doing it um but in reality you know they're they're you know uh, being fooled or have the wolves pulled over their eyes um so no, it was it was just interesting as a you know 13 14 year old roman you know uh to be in the library just being like what is going on also again you had armored polar bears that are just badass motherfuckers um but yeah I, I, again it was just a, such a cool idea and then I, I just recently found out that there's a few more books that follow up the story um unfortunately will doesn't have any more story you know it's kind of at the end of it, it's like yeah he just kind of lived a boring ass life but uh lyra had some other shit that she did as soon as she went back i'm like uh okay all right <laughs> which is fine maybe they'll do another trilogy right following up uh will being like well it wasn't his last one um but yeah that was, that was an interesting series if you guys haven't already definitely check it out uh, i mean the show's on i think it was hbo max um his dark materials great series if you don't want to read it um uh, but it's, it's a fun read i mean it, it's for young adults so it'll be fast it's not too difficult uh, but it, it was a fun read and then an, another thing that uh i got into recently you know going to the the more recent uh narratives or or stories that i've enjoyed is um They just did season two of uh, Alice in Borderland on Netflix. Alice in Borderland was a really cool show. Um, I think I started watching it right around. I think I, I think I had caught COVID like twenty twenty one. I got COVID that March or whenever it came out, and I remember 
watching the first season and being like, whoa, this is this is awesome. Like, this is good. It's such a good story. It's so interesting. A lot of good, like, alliteration. Um, a lot of good, like, just ideas. Like, it's just a, a new world, new, new like... Because I've seen Death Game stuff before, right? But, like, Alice in Borderline was different. There was a different allure to it. There was a different, like, aura about it. Um, and then, I don't... I think I talked about Alice in Borderlands previously i can't remember um but yeah the um you know in the first season like they're they're the the main character and his buddies get transported to you know they're in japan they're in tokyo because they get transported to another version of it where everything's overgrown the powers aren't really on the only time that there's electricity is uh at nighttime to light up where the uh the games are at you know because you got to play in all these games to survive and uh you got to play in all these games to survive. You have like what they call a visa. So every time you play a game, it's a pseudo, it's, it's a deck of cards. So it goes from uh, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, right? You know, everything but the faces. And that's the difficulty. So level 2, not going to be too difficult. All the way up to level 10 is going to be the hardest um, of the of the numbered cards. And uh, if you play a level 2 game and you win, you have two more days added to your quote-unquote visa. That's how many days um, you have to keep playing, basically or to keep uh stay alive because otherwise these god rays come down and kill you um and uh, it's just a really interesting idea you know like the the name the the face of the cards or the suit of cards not face the suit of cards uh will determine what kind of game it is uh i always get it confused i know um the diamond is is a uh, like uh intelligence you know is, is how sharp your mind is heart is uh games of betrayal um you know it's a lot of like uh yeah just betraying people playing with people's hearts right and emotions and uh, I want to say clubs is groups, right? You know, a club, it's, it's, it's a group. It's a group effort, group game. And then uh, spades is strength, right? You need spades of strength. Um, so it's just brute forcing it or, you know, stuff you got to, you know, like a climbing, you know, contest or whatever it is, right? You got to, you know, or, or running like this. It's just, you know, a different type of game, uh, physical. It's a physical game. And uh, once all of the cards are gotten, um, then the second part of the game starts, which is the uh, the face cards, right? You get the the do you get the ace? The ace might have been in the uh, in the regular numbered ones because they do the jack, the queen, and the king. So like the <laughs> the crazy thing is like you know the so season two kicks off with this, you know it kicks off with the king of. Sp- Spades, yeah, it was the King of Spades, uh, showing up, and he's just some fucking commando dude, just blowing people up, shooting them from far, uh, like everywhere. He's just a super killer, like Terminator motherfucker, um, and he's just killing everyone. And this is citywide, like there's no, as long as you're out, and he can, he's just non, you know, as <laughs> a Terminator, pretty much. You know, they don't eat, they don't sleep, they don't feel mercy, um. And uh, so he's just trying to kill you. So the way they get away from that is they play in other games because they have to kind of respect the the games pretty much. So like, you know, the King of Spades won't be trying to hunt you down when you're playing like, uh, you know, a diamond, you know, the, the, the Jack of Diamonds or whatever game or whatever it is. So uh, you have this like citywide manhunt. You're just trying to survive and stay out, out of the... Uh, the crossers of this guy and he has everything at his arsenal too that's what's crazy and you know they start playing like a bunch of different games against what they're they're called uh they call themselves uh citizens you know of, of uh they call it borderland this area is called borderland 
Um, and uh, it's interesting because, again, it's Alice in Borderland, right? So there's definitely the theme. Like, you have the Mad Hatter. He uh, runs the, what he called um, the beach, which was an area where they have electricity. You know, they got generators. When they play games, they steal guns and cars and stuff like that. And they're kind of running, like, it's pretty much a, a party, a nonstop party. Um, and they go work together to get everything. And, uh, you know, he ends up dying at a game of betrayal um, that started, I think it was level 10 game of betrayal, uh, level 10 of hearts. And, um, yeah, so the, the you run into what they call citizens. And what you go to find out is they were people that were previously playing the game before this group of people came. And they just decided to stay there and and work at the games and become whatever, you know, the, the ringleaders or whatnot. Or the game masters, I think is what it was called. Because you see some of the people from the beach um, that survived that it turned out they were there to kind of keep an eye on stuff. And one of them was the queen of hearts. One of them was a queen of, or the king of, uh, of diamonds. And um, it's just, it's a really cool... Really cool story, really cool series, um, and it, it definitely delves into the human condition, you know, to survive. That uh, the idea is, yeah, shit's horrible, and you're disadvantaged a lot, and and yeah, it it kind of just tests you. How much do you want to survive? Like, what are your limits of of doing what you need to to survive? And you find out later on that. Where what Borderland is is it's limbo. It's you know you're not dead, but you're not alive. And you find out that uh, at the very end of the series or the season, um, because in the initially when is when uh the main character and his friends are crossing the street, they're partying, and then everything's you know goes down the way it did. What had happened? Because everybody remember fireworks. What had happened is there was a giant meteor that exploded or fragmented into meteorites that just destroyed Tokyo pretty much. Like it just messed everything up. So everybody's in a hospital. Pretty much everybody's heart stopped at once. So what's, you know, this whole series is, you know, hours long, right? It's uh, two seasons, and it's all taking place of a minute in the real world. And it's pretty much testing people, like, how much do you want to survive? How much do you really want to live? Or are you just ready to call it quits? Are you ready to just give in? And, uh, again, there's, there's it's, you, everybody has these different motives, and everybody's, th- that's the cool thing, you know, in Tokyo, it's always crowded, it's packed, right? It's a highly dense highly populated area city especially and uh all these people from different walks of life you know they're, they're there for a reason and they're all dealing with their own mental fortitude as to you know do i really want to you know keep doing this do i really want to keep risking life or death um and then, you know, you straight into the, thing, the whole thing of like, you know, would I rather just go out on my own terms, which is what happens with some of the citizens, quote unquote, of uh, Borderland. They're like, hey, you know, uh, I knew what I was getting into. Um, I, I, I chose this. I decided this. Uh, I didn't want to go back because you find out at the end of it, when the game's done, you can decide to either stay in Borderland and then you become a citizen of Borderland and you don't need a visa anymore because that's the idea, right? You know, you have a visa to stay there because you're not a citizen. Or you can go back to the real world and then, you know, a majority of them do decide to go back. They decide to, you know, survive and some of them decide to stay because they've basically found their place now. And uh, it's it's a really interesting, really cool idea. Um, I remember after the first season, I started looking into the uh, anime and the manga it's based off of. And it's definitely different. Like, you know, there there's different 
outcomes and there's different like uh, motives and stuff, but it's still you know at the the heart of it, you know, a a, a story about a the will to survive, right? Like things can seem horrible. Uh, the main character, you know, first two episodes, three episodes, both of his friends die, you know, and they die to make sure he stays alive and he just wants to die too at the end of it. He's just ready to, he's lying down on the street, you know, just dehydrated, just waiting death. And it's, you know, it's it's an interesting idea. Um, I mean, there's been points in time where I'm just, like, you know, not, not to that extent, but like, you know, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to do anything. I'm just like, oh man, am I really just gonna do this (laughs) you know am i really gonna get out of bed just to go do the same thing over and over um so no i yeah or like you know you just kind of i was just having this conversation um with my mom where it's like sometimes you just need to be depressed a little bit or wallowing your sadness and you know just to know that i don't like this and to get out of it right um so i thought it was a really good show um really good story if you guys haven't already checked it out it's on netflix you know two seasons ready to go boom boom um but yeah i definitely recommend that uh and then one thing that i am looking forward to um it should be starting in february is season two of bel air i'm sure almost all of you guys have heard of fresh prince if you haven't watched it um which yeah most of you guys should have watched it you know it's that uh will smith show from the 90s um but they did they did a drama last year they did a drama and uh it's not a sitcom style show get a little bit of drink yeah it's not really a sitcom like uh the original show it's a drama it's um a lot more serious and you know same thing like uh just like the the opening just like the start of the fresh prince of bel-air and uh and bel-air will and his buddy get uh caught up on some you know gun charges right like they're dealing with uh these these gangbangers these drug dealers so they you know they feel like they need to have the gun to protect themselves and they get caught up and the only reason the only reason that uh will's able to get out is because uh uncle phil called in some favors you know he pulled some strings and part of that is that he had to go live with them to stay away from this you know um this element because uh the guys that they kind of turned on or you know got uh arrested or whatever um they're looking for will and his friend um and, and you get to see you know just the the difference of where will's from and then how the uh um how the winslows no not uh, uh the not the Winslow's the banks um how the banks are living uh in the area they're at you know they, they talk about it throughout the first season where uh you know uh, uh philip banks uh, uh uncle phil he uh started off as you know a, a lawyer for everyone and he's just definitely become an elite you know he's got a mansion and bel-air and all that stuff and and his kids definitely live a privileged very privileged life and uh there's instant friction between um will and carlton uh carlton's not some like lame little you know nerd like he was in uh in fresh prince and in uh bel-air he uh he's pretty much he is the man you know the big man on campus um you know he plays lacrosse he's on the lacrosse team he's one of the cool kids at the school um but you definitely get to see a lot of like he's kind of the token you know the the token black guy in in his crew and uh he wanting to fit in wanting to be part of the the you know the cool the cool kids you know he 
they they feel like you know he's he allows them to you know say things that normally wouldn't be cool or or, or you know just kind of push the things racially a bit more than they should be and um you know you, you get a lot of a lot of tension a lot of uh drama from that um will starts uh dating one of carlton's exes who you know is this really nice girl um and there's a lot of friction between that and uh you definitely see the more that will is at the school he's definitely making um phil proud um and phil's there to support him and you know help him and, and provide this you know be a father figure to will which he's never had and uh and carlton gets jealous you know he feels like oh he's that will stealing my uh my crown right he's he, you know the, the the prince right of bel-air and will's uh you know the new fresh prince right he's he's a new prince coming in to take the crown he's becoming the cool kid he's uh you know uh joined the basketball team his parents go to watch his game instead of uh carlton's lacrosse game and so you start seeing a lot of that carlton's uh taking drugs as well i forget what it is exactly but it's like you know uh fuck some type of like uh yeah i forget man i, I i'm bad at it. it's like one of these like pill drugs right you know one of these these rich kid drugs isn't and um you know he snorts he crushes up the pills and snorts them and stuff and helps him concentrate or whatever he says um you also deal with ashley she's the youngest uh kid you know the youngest cousin of will um in the first season she uh you know kind of figuring out her her sexuality and romance and stuff like that so it's, it's really uh interesting to see that um and then you get to see uh hillary who's a social media influencer and she's a a chef and you know the the oldest of um uncle on uh aunt viv and uncle phil's uh kids and her kind of dealing with going into the industry as a as a uh, African American, right? Like, um, they want her to tone down a lot of who she is to appeal to non African Americans, right? So there, there's all these prestigious magazines and you know news outlets or media outlets that you know would love to have her if she tones herself down. And and one of the big things that this uh, series does deal with um, is um, uh, what is it? Give me a sick. It's uh yeah, it uh, dives into racial tension, which it happens a lot, right? You know, especially between um between uh Carlton's buddies and then Will and Carlton eventually as well. Um culture shock, right? You know, Will's coming from an urban area, you know, in Philadelphia to a pretty much reversed and uh, you know, privileged area. People don't understand what it's like outside of where they're at. Um so you get a little bit of a culture shock. Um and then you, a lot of black excellence, right? You know, there, there's a lot of cool cultural stuff, a lot of excellence, right? You know, it's in the word, right? Excellence. A lot of excellence in the uh, the African-American culture that um, gets glossed over, doesn't get the screen time, um, doesn't get, you know, the media attention. Um, so it's cool to see that. It's cool to see um, the possibilities um, when, when they're allowed to. I, you know, I love watching that. I've always liked the music, right? I've always liked watching Fresh Prince and, Listen, you know, as a kid, you know, that was my hip hop. That was my rap or whatever, you know, and as I get older, get into it. So it's cool seeing that because um, there's a lot of great music in this, a lot of really great design, too. Um, and then, yeah, they even deal with like Aunt Viv. She was an artist um, and they show a lot of that as well. A lot of, you know, African-American inspired art. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really interesting show. I'm really excited to see what they're going to do with season two. Um, in season one, they kind of show... What was it? Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Joffrey. He was the butler in uh, Fresh Prince, and this one, he's the house manager. 
And, uh, you know, he's a Jamaican uh, who moved to London as a child. And uh, it, it shows that he's very much a, <laughs> it's weird to say, but he's like a wet work guy. He's like a get it done kind of guy. And it's shown that he can kind of make people just disappear, uh, make problems go away, right? He's there to manage the house of the banks um, so they don't have to worry about it. And uh, part of that is a security to um, the family, you know, to the house and all that. And um, they show in season one that they, the Aunt Liv and uh, Uncle Phil were part of the reason why Will's father went to jail and why he really didn't grow up with the father. And it was, you know, it, they, they play it off and they try to talk about it like how it was the best, you know, for his, for the best. It was it was for Will Will to have a better shop. And um, it's cool because they have um, <laughs> the the father was uh, Marlon Wayans. He was Lou, Will's father, whom he thought abandoned him. Um and it turns out he was in jail because of because uh, of Uncle Phil and stuff. And uh, but you know he's just like I mean, uh, just like in the original show, just like in the original Fresh Prince of Bel Air. You know, uh, it, there's one scene that uh, if I ever want to just make myself cry, I watch, and it's the scene where uh, you know his deadbeat dad, where Lou just wants to leave, doesn't want to be a father to Will again. And you know that just always kind of breaks me a bit, um, having dealt with that uh, in in my personal life. And um, and then yeah, you get to see that a bit here too, where. No, I, again, I've been there. I've been like, you know, a teenager just wanting to have a father and, and them not wanting to have you. And uh, it definitely, you know, it resonates. And they do a good job showing, you know, uh, kind of the feelings and the the tension, butting heads with someone, you know, who wants to be a good male role model um, in your life. And, uh, you know, like, you're not my dad, you know, that kind of thing. And um, I'm interested to see where that goes, especially in the second season. Um, cause yeah, I don't, I don't know where this drama is going to go. I don't know if they, they're planning on it, on it being a, uh, ongoing series or not. Like, you know, six seasons down the road. Cause, uh, I just, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you get good writers and, you know, have good storylines constantly, you could do it. I just, that's, that's a difficulty about having dramas that are just, you know, set in the real world. Uh, you can't really have them going on long term without conflict and it, and it's hard, you know, it's hard. Uh, it's like, you get to the point where the idea is these are people, right? And for them to keep having this crazy kind of conflicts and, you know, hidden hidden closet or skeletons in the closet, it's like, all right, all right, where does this end, right? You know, as much as I love Yellowstone, like, you know, that show, they constantly have their adversaries and enemies coming, trying to come in. I get that. Ain't nobody really trying to come in and take, you know, <laughs> the Bel Air mansion. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll see what se season two holds. Um, but yeah, if you guys ever, you know, that's going to be the end of this episode, but if you guys ever have any questions about the podcast, uh, have any suggestions, again, I'm looking forward to this new year. I got a lot of cool guests I'm trying to get lined up to, to come back or be here for the first time. You know, I, I always appreciate, uh, input. And, uh, if there's something that you guys can definitely do that helps me out and costs you nothing is just share this podcast, you know, let people know about it. Uh, if whatever you're listening on to it, you know, leave a review reviews help, I guess, you know, from what I hear, they, uh, they put you in the in a better you know position in the algorithm you know put it put you in front of other people's uh uh faces or how do you say you know they're in their consciousness um but any, you know anything you know you don't have to if you don't want to but if you you appreciate uh the podcast appreciate the conversation um because i appreciate you guys um i definitely like to uh to help out um but yeah, other than that if you have any questions uh weaving words podcast instagram gmail um facebook twitter um hooligan squad discord server um yeah that's pretty much it thank you adios